Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. What does it take to be a cop in Mexico City? Two professional actors undergo an immersive process to explore this question gaining a visceral understanding of the responses as they guide us on their journey inside of becoming a policeman in in Mexico City. This is a remarkable film. It's called A Cop Movie. And for those of you who like to to, uh, watch a film that challenges your perceptions of narrative and documentary and the way a story is told, I think this is certainly something that you'll want to check out, a cop movie. We're joined today by the director, Alonzo Ruiz Palacios. Welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, This film has won a number of awards. It's been very well received, I believe, at the Berlin International Film Festival. won the Silver Bear Award for editing. There is a lot here in this film, a lot to be discussed what inspired you to uh, to embark on this particular project with a cop movie? I wanted to dive into the documentary world. There, there was a, a sort of a, an artistic need to 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 make a, a documentary. I'm a fiction filmmaker mainly, and and I've but I've always been drawn to what is real in fiction and what is fictional in reality. You know the, this tension. I, I've always found fascinating and I've explored a little bit of that in my in my fiction movies. I've included scenes that are completely documentary and just kind of mixed them up. And so I always remember this um, quote from Walter Murch, who said that uh, cinema for for better or worse is is um, attached to documentary. There's an always an inescapable element of documentary, even in the most fictitious of movies because it deals with photography and photography deals with the present it's a and so there's something that you know you can't escape about when you take a photograph of a person in that even if he's dressed up it's still there's something real about that person's presence there that the camera captures one of the main things that attracted me to to this was to to be able to have a a, a playground a formal playground uh, uh-huh. with this movie, and then thematically, it was a need to to do something to counter this uh, inertia of corruption and impunity, this huge crisis that plagued Mexico um, at the end of the period of our former president uh, Enrique Peña Nieto. You know, by the end of his term, it was Mexico was in a terrible state. Um, and so we we got together, me and and the, my two producers, Elena Fortes and Daniela La Torre, who come from the doc branch, to do something that that kind of addressed this crisis directly. And so that's how we started investigating, and eventually landed on cops as our subject. They they were the most attractive. They have very interesting stories. And, and that's what I respond to most is a, is a good story. Well, yeah, let's talk about the actual storyline. The first part of the film is about Teresa and Montoya and 
how they became policemen and about how they began to develop a relationship. And that part of the film is extremely interesting as well, because it's document. It's hard to know exactly where the documentary part of their story ends and the more narrative part of their story begins. And you don't have to give anything away in terms of the film. But for me, it was it was it, it was fascinating to watch. There's because there's scenes in here that are hard to believe that are documentary. And I one in particular where they're in their apartment. They're they're making love. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where. Again, this is this. It's based on on two people's lives. Right. Is that a fair way to put it? Yes. Yeah. Sort of the jumping off point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say all of it is is their lives. I mean, what we did yeah. basically was interview Teresa and Montoya, the, these two real life policemen and we interviewed them for several days and then and then I went away and cut a, a, a script, but with with the rule of using only their real voices to tell their stories. <clears throat> and then we got actors to play them, but with the real voices of of the of of, of the policemen. So so the, the actors lend their bodies to 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 these policemen, but we always hear their real voices and they do and then they do lips they lip sync to the to the real policemen's voices, but there, so so there's always an element of there's an element of, of fiction in how we staged it, but the but what they're saying is strictly documentary. There's you know there there's no manipulation in that sense. Those are their words. Those are their stories. As a filmmaker, as a storyteller, it's about the power of the story. It's a it's it's about getting to a point in in a film where the film has something to say, or the story is something to illuminate about our lives or about society. And this film has that power in service to this story, as you articulated earlier, about the state of things for policing in Mexico City. Get to getting to that point to demonstrate in a number of different ways why it's an, why it's so important and why there is this perception of the police real or imagined, and I think mostly real, in terms of their effectiveness and their their de- the degree of corruptibility within the department. And again, please correct me if any of that's incorrect or you, or you take issue with. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I don't think I understood that. Well, the... I, guess, I, I guess what my point is, and I, I didn't do a good job, so I apologize. No, no, no. Wait, I... No, but basically this film is... It's you're a storyteller, and and at the end of the day, the ability to convey a, a particular point of view, or to illuminate an issue, or or this part of the policing in Mexico City, it does very very powerfully. But I guess that's what I I mean. Overarching all of the blending the documentary and blending of the narrative together, at the end of the day, it's about delivering a message or a or illuminating something about the world we live in yeah okay i see what you're saying. well i mean i have to say i i i side with um with woody allen when he says that uh he says if you want to send a message go to western union uh <laughs> you know <laughs> i i kind of i i kind of i'm nervous when somebody mentions messages in movies you know i think i think movies are are 
for me anyway, they're, they're for something else. They're for having experiences, for delving into other lives in a very privileged way. Privileged in, in, in the sense of, of how deep you can go and, and how from a safe distance, you know, as, as a viewer. And, and so this movie, I think what we set out to do was just to, to get to know the human beings behind the uniform to sort of, it started from us asking ourselves, what do we think of when we think about cops? You know, what are the things that we assume about them and how many of those things are true? That was, that was the journey that we went on as, as filmmakers, me and the actors and the DP and, and the producers. And, and that's the journey that we wanted once we had done it, that's the that's the journey that we wanted the audience to have as well to go behind their preconceived notions of what a policeman is and to get to know them to get to know just for a minute not to you know it's not an apology of police brutality and corruption which are true and are very concerning and they are important matters but but there's a reason for them and that's that's what we don't we don't normally think about and and so this movie just aims to exercise empathy to understand and to 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 see beyond the surface and i i I think that's what we aimed to do i want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director of the film a cop movie alonso ruiz palacios and it is going to be premiering on netflix on november 5th so be looking for this. As the story progresses, as your film unfolds, what is it that you learned about the subjects that you highlight, uh, Teresa and Montoya? What did you learn that surprised you? What were the sort of misconceptions that that got blown up in your mind or, or not in terms of um, the subject of policing? I'd have to start by saying that everything surprised me. Um, it was a constant process of like I cannot believe that that is so. For example, I cannot believe that you know how little that get they get paid. The amount I think we, we translated into dollars uh, in the subtitles, but in, in pesos it's it's one thousand five hundred pesos every two weeks. So that's like how much is that? Like seventy five dollars every two oh weeks, God. something like that. I mean it's not a living wage you know it's yeah it's it's brutal and uh that's the starting point and, and the the rabbit hole just gets deeper in the in the kind of things that you can't believe that are that are so the little chains of corruption plague the whole system they have to pay for their life vests or what what do you call them the the, the tev- bullet, bulletproof vests yeah. yeah each person gets one but they're dirty so if they want a clean one that doesn't stink, they have to pay for it. And then they have to pay for a full set of bullets. Otherwise they only get like half the set and all the, all the, and it goes on like throughout all the, the whole day, it goes on like that. So that was very, you know, it, it was incredible to, to realize that. And, and then you, of course, you understand why bribes take place because they can't, they don't have a living wage. So they have to, survive with with bribes 
Well, excuse me. Well, for one, one other thing was that the training seems to be not as thorough and as it could be, it seems. Is there something about policing in, a, in Mexico City? Is there some kind of history that has influenced the way that policing and the training of policemen still continues to kind of dog this particular um, profession? Is there something about, is there a level of distrust that's sort of historic or or is it just what is it? Why would it, why would you not want thoroughly trained police officers who were above being bribed as part well, of your community? That's, I mean, that to be honest, that's a that's an excellent question, and that is I do not have the answer for that because that is something that we as citizens, not just as filmmakers, were asking ourselves the whole time and wanted to ask the government. I think part of the answer is because it benefits somebody, right? To have, and, and, and then you ask, well, who, who does it benefit to have such a weak police force to have, you know, their train, their training only lasts six months. That's incredible. You know, in six months, they're expected to be able to enforce the law, to carry a gun and to, you know, do everything that they're expected to do. It's, it's, you know, it's outrageous. It's, it's, they're set out to fail from the start. Why does that happen? I think it's like you say, it's, it's historical. It's, I think it's a, it's something that has never been addressed fully. And it's just something that's allowed to continue and to live there in a, in a dysfunctional manner. But I I cannot fully answer that, you know, who who does it benefit? Yeah. At one point, Teresa, I believe it was Teresa who said something to the effect or someone did during the course of maybe it was in a training class that these that the police officers as currently constituted it sounds like there's a significant percentage that are indigenous yes and is it a class thing be I mean here in the United States over the last 20 years or so maybe even further back policing has become a well-paid occupation I mean police officers in Southern California, it's not at all unusual for them to be making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's almost wow. the norm. Wow. And I, I don't know if that's, if there is a class element to, to, to the answer that question. Oh yeah, for sure. I, you know, they, they, they talk about that all the time that in, in the movie that, that yeah. there's, you know, for most people, it's, it, it doesn't come from a, conviction or a vo- to, to be a policeman a vocation or it from for most people it it's just necessity you know there's it, that's it's a, a way to get a to make a living and and hardly you know so of course that's gonna create all sorts of problems from 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 the start i want to let our listeners know that a cop movie is unlike almost any film you've seen before in terms of the way that you are able to integrate this narrative and documentary storytelling. And I really, just from a cinematic point of view, I think this is a film you want to check out for that reason alone. It's very creatively done and really put, keeps you on your toes in terms of just sort of the story being told. The other part of it is, is we're talking about it, it illuminates something that is clearly something is amiss. You know how you get to uncover some of the reasons for why it is the way it is. 
is also just endlessly fascinating. So my congratulations to you. This is a bold project to have undertaken. And I'm glad to see that uh, people who have watched it have been uh, singing its praises. And I'm glad to see that it's going to be on Netflix and it's going to be something that will get a a lot of attention, I, I, I suspect. So Thanks, Mike. Yeah, congratulations. We've been talking with the director of this remarkable documentary slash <laughs> hybrid film uh, called The Cop Movie, and that would be Alonzo Ruiz Palacios. I want to thank you so much for this project as well as spending a little bit of time with us here on Film School Radio. My pleasure. Thank, thank you very much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.